0: Miami she won't get a tan, ain't worry cause I know that she ain't got a man When the sun sets in the night time, baby I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan, ain't worry cause I know that she ain't got a man When the sun sets in the night time, baby I ball like J400 in the right time She looking cozy, now that's a
1: bust down, big stepper pushing up they better run Welcome to episode 32 of the Zone Talk Podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I'm back this week with Donovan, Rashad, and Nap. Do- Devon is gone this week. He is uh, in North Carolina and having the time of his life with his family. So um, he's better than us, clearly. Uh, but we're back here with up We don't miss him. Not at all. We never did, sophomore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, we miss
1: you a little bit, bro. <laughs> a little bit, bro. I hope he's having fun and stuff. I'm having a better time down there than I am up here, I'm sure. Um But excited because uh, there's a lot of news in the NFL this week. Training camp has kicked off. um, And with that being said, uh, with training camp comes injuries. uh, A whole lot of injuries to get to. Uh, But there's a lot of new news and a lot of different teams, a lot of standout players. uh, A lot of things happening right now as we start to open up the preseason and uh, inch our way towards the regular season. But how are you guys feeling today?
3: Great, man. I mean, the first, what, the Hall of Fame games on Thursday?
1: Thursday. Thursday.
2: Yeah, I think they said this past Sunday was the last Sunday we'll have without college or like last weekend without college or NFL until football until uh, Super Bowl Sunday, which is pretty pretty fun when you think about it. We're finally getting back into the swing of things, you know what I mean? Get to talk a little bit more football, a little bit more personnel, get to see the life of training camp, you know what I mean? And that's crazy because like, you know, with training camp, unfortunately comes injuries and comes like nagging injuries sometimes and sometimes injuries that can you know take you out for a while.
1: And it's and it's crazy because I mean obviously it's every year and you never know which players it's gonna be. Uh, and obviously some guys are more uh, injury prone than others. Um, but the reality of it is I mean we've learned just how physically imposing a sport like football can be um and, and the type of impact they can have on the body and a lot of the things you've been hearing coming out of training camp i mean we spoke a couple uh pods ago about how tom brady you know he just had to have something uh surgery for his knee uh didn't realize how bad that was during the season so i guess it had me thinking of <clears throat> the idea i came across in an article they talked about how Every camp injury that happens, you know, they try to, if they can, just say there's no need to worry. It's nothing serious right now. We're taking it day by day, uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, We don't really know. Um, And there's a lot of uncertainty regarding injuries. Uh, It's happened a lot so far this year. Um, But one thing you couldn't avoid, um, you couldn't hide Carson Wentz getting injured in practice. Um, That's just like. The clock hitting 12 every day yeah, fact, <laughs> at this point. Um, so we did hear Carson uh, Carson Wentz got injured in practice. He apparently heard his foot pop um, while uh, running, a, not running a route, but running one of the plays. He's going to be out five to 12 weeks following foot surgery. Uh, and, I mean, you can't say they didn't think this was going to happen. 34, 32, and,
3: like, 30. Something along those lines, are his co- his contract numbers the next few that's years. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's actually we're talking absurd. millions, right? Millions. So to to have your number one asset basically on your team walk through the door and get injured off a rip, that's disheartening, but to say the, to least, say the least, right? right. <laughs> um, I mean on on the up and up, we was just talking about Nick Foles getting the job back. Shout out him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe he'll get traded from Chicago. Right now he's currently the QB three over there. So. He has a he has a relationship with Frank Reich, but I mean the the Colts they got their work cut
1: out for them, honestly. Yeah, it's an uphill battle right now. Um and I mean, it's not even 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 if he comes back from this injury, it's just this is a harsh reminder of what you invested in. <laughs> and it's a, a harsh reminder in the risk you took assuming the upside would be worth it. And with this happening so soon, I mean, It's looking less and less like you're going to be able to maximize on that upside and get the return you were looking for uh, on this investment. With that being said, if Carson Wentz does end up missing some games um, and more specifically, if he misses uh, more than 75 percent of the season or or if he plays less than 75 percent of the season, the Colts will be able to keep their first round pick in the trade from the Eagles, um, which I guess you could call a silver lining. Yeah, no. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's that's not that's not what you paid for. Not Clearly at all.
1: Not. not at all. And the Colts open their season with five straight opponents that have won at least 10 games in 2020. Um, so Jacob Eason uh, was their 2020 fourth round pick. He's struggled in training camp, but it's his job to lose, according to Frank Reich. Uh, they also signed Brent Hundley over the weekend, um, who immediately becomes probably the QB with the most game experience on the roster. Uh, which speaks volumes <laughs> to, to the quarterback room over there. So there's a lot of inexperience, a lot of question marks. and this is a league about quarterbacks. Um, when you're looking at the AFC South as a whole, you know there are talks that the AFC South could end up looking like last year's NFC East, <laughs> which is uh, not ideal, I think. We like to see competitive football and not losing football with teams you know being able to get by just because the division you know plays poorly. Um, with the Jaguars still coming up, coming off a one-win season. The Texans looking no better than they did last year. Uh, the Colts having QB problems. Tennessee looks like it's going to run away with the AFC South. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
3: I think, honestly, I, I thought I thought that this race hinged on Carson Wentz and his health to begin with. So, I mean, just him going down, like, yeah, it's, it it almost is like a no-brainer. Like, it's theirs to lose. Yeah.
4: Um so as far as the injury um so I saw it came out that um this injury um according to Stephen Holder um he tweeted that Frank Reich says Carson Wentz had an old foot injury dating back to high, perhaps high school according to doctors over time the broken bone came loose and caused pain the decision has been made to undergo surgery and remove it five to twelve weeks. So this so there was a bone that was loose since high school and over time up to now, now they're gonna remove it. So as far as Carson Wentz and his injury history, like this is dating back all the way to high school, which says a lot. We talked about the the injury prone guys and he's he's one of the guys you think of um, as far as quarterbacks too um being injury prone, so I thought that was interesting um because you would think like an injury from high school a lingering injury would carry all the way up to the n f l so I thought that was pretty crazy um just given the amount of years that have passed and he's having to deal with it now um which is gonna sideline him for for a while um and I also wanted to say, you know, um, for the Colts, I mean, you know, y'all laughed about it, but I, I mean, I wouldn't count them out um, because, again, they have a like a great defense, and I think that defense can, you know, put them in positions to create opportunity for the offense as far as turning the ball over because at the end of the day, um, the defense helps you, you know, pr- provides you field position whenever they force those turnovers or just keeping – Uh, points off the board if you're holding team to field goals and you know that's a lot better than you know giving up six points and I think any defense such as the Colts you know they're capable of doing that um and also like they have now they have like an entire training camp so it's not like this happened during the season so now you know he's injured now as opposed to being you know hurt yeah in the middle of the season where they don't have time to prepare so now they can kind of game plan around that going into the opener so if you look at it in terms of that way, like now, you know, they know that he's hurt. So they're able to kind of scheme up around that, you know, such as, you know, and combine that with the fact that the Colts have always, well, last year, they were one of the more run heavy teams. So when you're running the ball, you're, you know, you're draining the clock out and you're keep, you're keeping the opposing offense off, off the field, you know, that assuming you're, you're converting on first downs or moving the chain. So, um, that's why, you know, that's why I look at it. I wouldn't count them out um, entirely because, you know, the coaches have time to to scheme up um, a game a game plan where, um, you know, that offense is able to kind of, you know, it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a, you know, you know, a scratch or a cut. But that's how I look at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little tougher because I think, you know, it's one thing to run the ball as an option, it's another thing to run the ball because you have to run the ball. And, and that's you all can't you can throw do, the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that being the case, I, and just as a defensive-minded player, um, I mean, you put any defense on the field enough times and they're going to give. And, yeah. and, and it looks like that's the position they're going to be in with the yeah. Colts.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think about, I thought about the the Steelers a couple of years ago. They were on the outside looking in of a playoff spot. Um like a couple of two three years ago uh they went through like four quarterbacks and they almost made the playoffs um that and true. that was and that was during the season i believe so i think big ben got hurt during the season so again this is a lot different because um teams are still in training camp and they're able to you know form whatever personnel or identity they want to have for themselves and in this case um they're able they're going to have the opportunity to shape that offense um without Carson Wentz and you know experiment you know for the next what 10 weeks the home with the opener for
1: the season so that's a lot of time All I know is they they're not happy <laughs> over there yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> at the end of the day um this is not an ideal situation for them not a situation they want to be in uh but they got to make do they do have uh good pieces on defense to keep them afloat to some extent, I think uh, you know we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation. I would expect them to go get somebody. Just don't know who. Uh,
4: yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. Everything I just said, but that's best case scenario for them. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, and uh, I, this sucks. <laughs>
3: I guess I just see I just see it kind of hard for them to achieve that, like off of like obviously when you're run heavy and that's your number one option as opposed to like being able to mix it up. Defenses zero in on that, but aside from that point, like last year when they were being run heavy, it was because they were led by Philip Rivers, like seventeen year year pro, somebody who knows how to read defenses, somebody who knows how to put yeah. guys in positions. Yeah. Whereas now it's like you have nothing but inexperience at the helm. Yeah, that's cool. And so I like I think that like that for me, like I'm not gonna put the nail in the coffin because it's like, you know, he's gonna come back around middle middle of the season and then. It's going to be real, <laughs> real tricky to see how he adjusts and how he uh, comes back into the mix. But um, to start, they're going to have to figure out what their identity is, um, and then yeah. they're going to have to refigure that out once Carson Wentz comes back. What's their identity? So, so
4: the, the um, so their schedule to open up the season. By the way, um, week Dumped one. His
2: first five games in the NFL.
4: Yeah, um, Seahawks week one. Week two, they have the Rams. Week three, the Titans. Um, week four, Dolphins. And then week
2: five, uh, at Baltimore, Monday night. <laughs>
4: so,
1: yeah, that's, yeah, that's not – Yeah, idea. and that's
2: those aren't world. five games you want to play without your <laughs> quarterback yeah. that you kind of just put a lot on coming into this season. And, like, just to piggyback off, like, I just don't like, you know, when quarterbacks play – injured like they get injured one year and then they come back from an injury and you kind of just throw them right into the fire at camp and it's like more of a you know he's still he's still recovering from another injury and now boom you know we got this and it's just like you know what i mean it's an unfortunate thing that happens in the game but it's part of like what these guys kind of sign up for when they like you know when you when you get that vaccine (laughs) it's <laughs> say you want to play. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, nah, but um, prayers, to, prayers to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Hope, hope hope it's uh, shorter than 12 weeks. Like, we haven't seen MVP Wentz since, you know.
4: Yeah, that timeline year. is also very broad, too. Like, five, yeah, to, five, that's to like 12. 5 to 12. That means they
1: don't know what they're dealing with yeah. until they get in there and, like, actually fix yeah. it. Yeah, and what yeah, was 100%. crazy,
4: too, was, um, like, Wentz was also – it came out that he was also contemplating, like, all right, I'm just going to arrest it. And I also thought about um, the Michael Thomas situation, because again, Wentz apparently they were going back and forth, uh, Reich, Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, and Wentz had wanted to, you know, just kind of sit out for a little bit and not get the surgery. But yep. then ultimately they decided, like, all right, well, we're not about to do this. Like, yeah. let's get this, let's get this <laughs> off the way.
1: It's crazy because at this rate, uh, Wentz and Mike Thomas could be back at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wentz just got the surgery or is about to go get surgery. Um, so who do
4: you th- who do you think will – at that point in time, let's say if they do come back at the same time, like what what return is more valuable?
2: Mike Thomas because the Colts won't be a, a contender at that point. Interesting.
1: That That could be true. And if that is true, I mean, so – it, it just depends on how well the Titans are doing. I don't expect the Texans or the Jaguars to do anything, but if the Titans, they have one game with them, say, I mean. I, th- I
3: mean, I think anytime you get your starting quarterback back, that's like the biggest, yeah. that's the yeah, biggest that's upgrade you can get. Like, Regardless, I, think, I mean, like they have weapons. Yeah, they'll yeah. figure out what to do on the Saints. Yeah. I think,
4: yeah, the value, the, the value is heavily dependent upon where they're, like Napp said, where the teams are. Um you Know the success they're having at that point in the season, yeah. So, definitely. but again, if you get your quarterback back, then obviously that's changes easy. a lot, <laughs> changes uh, everything.
1: Well, hey, we'll see what happens. We'll stay updated with uh Wentz's injury, see how that timeline looks, and I'm sure they'll narrow it down to some uh in a few weeks, no, probably not anytime soon. But um, sticking to the injury bug, uh, oh, we go over to the NFC East. Uh, We did see that the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with some injuries. And we talked about earlier how, you know, there's kind of – it's kind of been a cloudy situation in terms of how much transparency teams are offering about, you know, their players' injuries. The Cowboys are another team um, where they've got three guys uh, that have injuries that people didn't really know about. Dak Prescott had a muscle strain in his throwing shoulder. Uh, Doesn't believe it's going to be a serious setback. Um, nonetheless, I mean, coming off the injury, he had lower body last year and then going right to having a strain injury on your throwing shoulder to start the season. And you already know how strenuous the NFL season is. You just imagine when I hear things like this, it's going to be something you might not think it's going to linger, but especially as a quarterback throwing arm, like how is that not going to linger? Yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, sometimes I just think motherfuckers be lying, uh, <laughs> but, um, To stick with the Cowboys, DeMarcus Lawrence as well. Uh, They didn't let the media know or the public know that DeMarcus Lawrence had back surgery this offseason. He's a key piece of their defense, and now that timeline is kind of up in the air in terms of when he'll be able to come back. And then Amari Cooper, now in month seven of rehab after ankle surgery. uh, Apparently they have no concern about that. Um, But like we said, this injury bug, Usually is here to stay. Um, So it's just interesting to see how different teams handle the injuries. I mean, three guys that we just named are pretty big pieces of what the Cowboys are trying to do this year. Yeah, I would just say, like,
4: there's certain aspects of, of, like, the NFL that I think go overlooked. Like, we talk about the front office or we talk about, like, the coaches and stuff like that. Um, But, like, a medical team, a team's, like, medical staff is just as important as all those things. Um because again, you know, the the guys you hire, you're hoping that they can give a, a proper, you know prognosis for, you know, certain timelines of when guys come back. Um I know last year with A. J. Green and the Bengals, um, there I knew there was like some sketchy stuff going on, um, as far as like the medical staff and AJ Green was supposed to play and he ended up like not playing or something like that. <clears throat> and then um Last year with um,
1: Tyrod
4: Taylor, (laughs) they punctured his lung. That was was crazy. But, um, again, with the Bengals, last season, um, Joe Mixon's injury appeared to be a lot, you know, more serious than they thought. And he ended up missing 10 games. He only played in six games last year. Ended up missing 10. So, I mean, that's an example right there. Again, like you know teams medical staff is just as important as you know the front office and you know coaching and the players themselves so yeah, you're seeing that you're seeing that here you in, know in what they camp. need
2: they need um whoever was working with Robert a- a- with AP <laughs> <he> came back <laughs> oh, <forever. yeah. laughs> Word. Whoever, whoever was the leader that medical staff needs to yeah. go ahead and go over to Dallas because they need it and this is a the year they was talking about you know well, you know, every year they talk about it. But <laughs> yeah, this year, they thought felt comfortable that they could, you know, win their division, which I thought they could do. And you know, maybe make I mean, a I still, ride. I still, I still do think. I still, this, yeah, you know, we not we not saying this is. Yeah, yeah, none super of this. detrimental. Yeah, I mean, right? it, you just hate to see shit like this when like you see teams that like you think could be, you know, contenders like yeah. this, and it's like when you get off to a slow start in the NFL, that's like, you know what I mean? That's one of the worst things you can do. You can set up the rest of your season either the, bad, the worst way yep. or the best way.
1: Yeah, For real, like there's so many times when it's like, dang, if y'all was doing this earlier or if y'all mm-hmm. had hit this stride earlier, sooner, like you don't know what week you're gonna hit your stride. You don't know what week things are gonna fall off. And so, I mean, every week is important. And with things like this up in the air, you just know with injuries, it's, it's nothing is guaranteed. Nobody knows how somebody's body is going to continue to react down the line. And so you'd like to minimize any chances of that happening as best as you can. Uh, but the game is the game, and and that's always been the case. But sticking in the NFC East, uh, we did also hear Devonta Smith is out with a sprained knee. Uh, just two to three weeks, uh, but wanted to bring him up because we're, he's a guy we're all pulling for. We want him to play really well this year. Uh, Heisman. the Heisman, candidate, uh, Heisman winner, I winner. should say um but he it's apparently nothing to panic about <laughs> as every NFL team will say about <laughs> every injury <laughs> right. but um you know i think he'll definitely be back on the field doesn't seem like this is going to be something that will hinder him long term i
4: just i um when i think about his situation um I just think about, like, all the doubters he already has coming into the NFL. Yeah. Like, oh, he's This is small. ammo for them. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know oh, what he's I so mean? so fragile. Yeah, like, oh, he's small. Like, it just makes you want to, again, root for him even more. But, again, like, you know, after we finished going – after we were going to finish discussing all the, the injuries, because I know we have more guys to talk about, like, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, like, fortunately enough, like, it is the beginning of training camp, so – you know the injuries are they're coming out now as opposed to the middle of the season um i wonder if that has anything to do with like like these injuries um like the players not having like a a since the end of the last season you know now they're getting back into the swing of football like if, is that having any impact on you know their bodies
2: i don't think so yeah, i don't either. think I don't because think it's the same timetable the super bowl long. was in february
3: if anything they played less football yeah yeah, but I don't know.
4: I'm, I'm not like a, I don't know what profession I would talk about. But, right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, I wonder, like, if you're not putting your, your body through certain, you know, physical activity, you know, if your body's not set up for that and then you just go and, you know, because obviously these dudes are working out, but the game speed is always different than if you're working out on your own or, like, drills and stuff like that. But something
1: it, to think about. Definitely, definitely. And, um, Yes, it's tough. A lot of receivers, corners, DBs, a lot of these soft tissue injuries, um, this isn't one of them, but we heard, you know, Marquise Brown on the Ravens, I mean, he's dealing with um, a hamstring injury that he got last week in Ravens practice, and those ones are the worst ones, because things like a hamstring, um, when you're talking about, like, a shoulder, maybe not a strain, but your AC joint in your shoulder, those things linger, and those don't go away, so... You know, Julio had a hamstring injury last year that ended up being detrimental to him continuing to be on the field. And so we already know how those things can go during the season. So I hate to hear Marquise Brown um, going down with that. It looks like he's going to be out longer than they anticipated. Uh, But with that being the case, um, there was some news out of the Ravens training camp this week that Sammy Watkins has been shining uh, during training camp. And Greg Roman has called him one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um. Obviously, high praises, and as you should, he's going to be the top <laughs> receiver in your offense. Uh, but hey, I wonder man. what Sammy Watkins we're going to see. Oh, hey, no. man, we hear that, we hear this every couple Clemson? years about him. I feel like yeah,
2: <laughs> flashes of Clemson. You know what I mean? I don't know, bro. Um, um, Sammy, Sammy's always like he's like when I think of Sammy Watkins, I want to say like he's a great receiver, probably one of the more talented wide receivers. But he's, like, consistently inconsistent.
0: <laughs> that's Yeah, it, nah, that's, perfect. that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it it's, it's like. Like, he shows up. Sometimes he, he
3: doesn't show up. He shows up.
2: And it's, no, like, it'll be, like, a consistent amount of weeks where he's, like, you know, it's just, like, you know, a couple catches, maybe, maybe 30, 40 yards. And then you'll get, like, this crazy, like, eight catch, 170. Yeah, like, two touchdowns. <laughs>
4: you'll be, like, yo. like the Injuries, man.
2: And you can say that, but it's like a lot of it be confidence and a lot of yeah. other things, too. Like injuries can only, you know, prevent you from doing so much. This is guys that just aren't there mentally sometimes or, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. And with the change of scenery, I have to imagine it, it puts you mentally in a better position yeah. where, I mean, obviously you're securing a new bag and contract or whatever. But um, you're also in a new scheme. I mean, I'm sure he looks like he would fit in with that Raven squad they got over there. I mean. Well, he, well, Greg up.
4: Roman, Greg Roman coached coached him um, in Buffalo when oh, he, had, where oh, he yeah. had his his best season uh, career career-wise, yeah.
1: and, and and that makes even more sense given but. how highly he speaks about him um, <laughs> today. So uh, definitely understand that. But I I mean Sammy Watkins, his ceiling with that Ravens offense. I mean, if he can if he can catch fifty, sixty, seventy catches this year from Lamar, yeah,
4: I, I mean, I will say like as a fan, like, I try and, like, reserve optimism because I don't want to be disappointed. Because I think it's easy, like, with all teams, like, all the reports coming out of training camp, there's always, like, you know, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. Like, you don't know until, like, the games are played. Like, it's easy to – it happens every year as far as, you know, certain guys, you know, their stock is going – their training camp stock is going up or, you know what I mean? Like, so I try – like, in terms of that, I try and, like, reserve optimism. But I mean, it's good to hear, it nonetheless. Like, yeah, I mean, you'd hate but, to hear the other side of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he ain't done shit. He yeah, ain't doing. Shit. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, as far as like the the Ravens as an offense, um, it's unfortunate that Hollywood M- Marcus Brown is is out because um, you know they're they've been deliberately trying to get together that that passing game. They've been trying to like um take the next step in that offense. Um obviously they signed Sammy Watkins and then they drafted the two receivers, Rashad Bateman, who's also hurt. Um he got hurt on Saturday. Um and they drafted Tyler Wallace who's healthy. But and they also got another guy, Miles Boykin, who's hurt. Um but like for them like it, it kind of hinders you know what they you know how they want to advance in the passing game. On top of Lamar being out with COVID yeah. Um. So like, it's yeah. unfortunate. Like, you know. Matter but it's part of it's part of the game. Time. But it's part of the game. But as far as like you know the steps that they want to take to be to become a more potent offense, like th- that kind of has to like I guess await. Um. Especially Hollywood's gonna be a huge piece in what how they want to you know take that next step. So.
1: Yeah, I think with uh, anytime I think about the injuries as well, just to like not always be like such a downer about it and always just addressing the injury i like to think of the guys who do get opportunities now because yeah. someone is out i mean you already know how hard it is to get in an nfl training camp make the roster let alone get playing time um and so it really does give those guys that are on the lower parts of the the roster you know maybe they're on the verge of getting cut it gives them an opportunity to show that they got some potential. And, I mean, there's always a few gems every year of guys that just outwork the system and somehow, you know, they get some reps on the field and they make it last. And, and I love seeing stories like that. And so, you know, this is another situation where that, that could be the case. Um, so I'm, I'm not, you know, we'll see what happens. Hate to hear it, but hope he gets well soon, of course. Um, now we talked about Devonta Smith earlier uh, with the minor knee injury. It looks like Jalen Waddle uh, has a little bit more of a concern regarding his injuries Um, As he's been uh, working with the Dolphins through training camp, he's now walking with a limp. Apparently, Um, they're concerned that he doesn't yet have the explosiveness he had before the injury that impacted his national championship game appearance. And this is the wrong time that you want to hear this report. This is something you want to hear before you draft them as opposed to, you know, we're four weeks from the NFL season starting. And now we think we might've taken the wrong guy at number six. They didn't say that, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, they're like, damn, did we they make the right choice?
4: Oh, That's crazy yeah, because they drafted Tua who had a, a medical report coming out of college, like with his hip. And then oh, Jalen yeah. Waddle. That boy had now. to get that hit replacement. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the medical team, again,
1: they're, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely a situation where like, it's like <laughs> – They're taking risks. Yeah. yeah, They're risk takers. Like, for sure. Doc, depending on what you say, I'm going to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. So I need you to medically do your best. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect prime example right here. No, nah, this is sad, man. This, I mean, this, this, is, this
3: is this is especially sad because, like, I can just remember watching the national championship game and, like, going on Twitter and seeing Ocho Senko be like, yo, why the hell is Jalen Waddle in the game? I remember that like why yeah. why is he even touching this f- this field right now and being like yo they're doing him a disservice and now come to find out months later who knows how, what effect that game had yeah. but months later we're hearing about him still still not being 100% so it's uh i feel really bad for this kid honestly um this isn't the way that you know you want to start your your NFL career but um this is how it's going to be throughout right there's going to be adversity at every step so i mean if if he can get through this then i'm sure he'll he'll turn out to be a great player
1: yeah, Absolutely. Like You know, it, it is, you know, these are some people saying this now, but, you know, like like you said, this this happens. It's a pro football league. Everybody yeah, expects man. you to be at your best. Always be able to play, always be able to do exactly what they expected of you. Combat um, sport. And, you know, it is what it is. So a little adversity for him. But I think I mean, obviously, you don't want to pay too much attention to the noise. If you're him, you just want to go out in the field when you when you're able to when you're healthy. You know, provide what you what you can provide, and see if you can get you know that same explosion back. Who says it's gone? Who says he just hasn't you know let himself off the leash yet? You know, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but looking into some other training camp, news, you think
3: he hasn't let himself off the leash?
1: I mean, he, he, like like he's maybe, re,
3: like he's restricting himself because he knows he's hurt.
1: Yeah, like men, it's. Like, I think it could be more of a men, like it could be a mental thing combined with the physical. Yeah. And he ju- he's just not sure when he can like. <laughs> really like yeah you know, man they weren't like, that's that's a tough spot to be in with your body yeah you know, they weren't they
3: weren't communicate like that what I what I think of and what Rashad's been talking about is like that medical staff and like now I'm just thinking about like yo there must have been some massive lack of communication yeah, between, somewhere along like the, the line the player the medical staff and the coaches and like expectations yep. all around of like where where is this kid for real when are we gonna have him and like are you, do you feel like you're ready to go type shit like because yep. When he's on the field, he's a game changer. When he's limping, he's he's there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he didn't really impact that national championship game, if you saw it. And I mean and that was against college players.
1: And the big thing for him is, like, his speed is, like, what sets him apart. His speed, that explosiveness. Like, he, he has to refine a couple other aspects of his game. But in terms of just getting off Down the ball, low. yeah, like, he is a burner. So, like. I mean, they were looking at him to be the next type of Tyreek Hill type of player. And obviously, he still can be. Who knows how serious this is? Who knows if this is going to be a long-term injury? But um, it it definitely, you know, I hope mentally he's definitely still all there, all in. And uh, physically, I hope his body keeps up with him and just gives him an opportunity to show what he can do. Um, But as we look into some other aspects of training camp, getting away from all the injuries. Uh, For real. hate hate to bring them all up, but it definitely is important, especially when you're talking about the guys that, you know, could potentially have an opportunity hidden behind that injury.
4: On a positive note, uh, Caleb Farley, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, he was able to get back out there today at the Titans, so –
1: Yep, and uh, free, free smoke you. for whoever thinks they Hell, routes yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, I know uh, he's he's probably sick. Julio not <laughs> playing because he want he need to be going up against Julio. He need to be going up against AJ and really understand. I really I'm like trying to figure I can't it out. To, I can't wait to see. You.
3: Nah, that kid with his confidence and who he has on his team, like he could be yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> he could really free be that smoke
4: for any wide
3: I don't think they like like, like if I'm taking if I fuck. They never really take reps one-on-ones like that. But, I mean, if there's any individuals, if there's any opportunity where it's, like, you know, one-on-ones or stuff like that. I think
1: they do seven-on-sevens and three-on-threes and 11-on-11 So,
3: Like, let me be Kayla Farley and go against A.J. Brown. Then the next rep, go against Julio. Like, you're getting exponentially better, and you're younger. And so you're only picking up free game every single time you you take a rep. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, and so I, I hope he keeps it up. If he does, he'll be a, a great piece for that Titan secondary. And we, a steal, too,
4: because yeah. that's why teams were – because of his back, I believe, teams were passing up on him.
1: Yeah, and he was projected to be the num- the best corner in the draft. Uh, so, you know, if it wasn't for the injury, he probably would have been drafted higher than, you know, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain. But um, and nonetheless, I mean, it's a great fit with the Titans. Looks like he'll be able to make an impact on day one as long as his uh, health holds up, uh, which is what we like to hear um and recently uh before we get off the ravens too much justin houston uh just got signed to the baltimore ravens uh they reached an agreement on a one-year deal worth up to four million he turned down significantly more money from other teams in order to pursue a championship uh with the ravens uh last year with the with the colts he had eight sacks eight tfls played all 16 games uh and was a key piece of that colts defense um and with the ravens drafting uh Odafi away and uh having some young guys on the D line definitely looks like this could be a, uh a signing that has some real value um for you guys, you know, championship run.
4: Yeah. Um like I said like with the veteran signings um like I went, when I talked about with with Melvin Ingram, he's uh 32 years old. Justin Houston's also 32 years old too. So like like I said last time at the very least with the like the veteran signings the guys who who are up there in age like at the very least like they're providing that veteran presence um and he's like Justin Houston's like fairly decorated as far as his accolades I mean he had eight sacks last season at 31 years old I mean one season he had like 22 sacks which is absurd um and he's just you know one of the one of the seems touted as one of the better leaders in the league um play for Kansas City for a little bit then to to not Baltimore um Indianapolis um where he did his thing so i mean especially you know going to the Ravens traditionally the defenses are have been really good exceptionally um so
3: yeah it says it says a lot anytime in the national football league you get a high caliber player who openly says like I'm gonna turn down this bread? Yeah. because I want to be here. It says a lot about the the organization. Says a lot about their defense. Says a lot about who they think they have at QB. Like the direction they're heading. Exactly. So it. I mean, if 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 you got a guy this as decorated as Justin Houston yeah. talking like this, like
1: it should tell you something about what what's coming out of the Ravens camp. Yeah absolutely Street excellence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, word word and definitely he's gonna be able to add to that so i'm excited to see him uh in the purple and black that's gonna be entertaining for sure um and sticking on the same division nick chubb recently signed uh his three-year extension with the cleveland browns it includes 20 million guaranteed congratulations to nick chubb um and it's worth 36.6 million uh an average of about 12.2 million per season in those three years he is now the sixth highest paid running back on yearly averages. Nick Chubb averages over 5 yards a carry since 2018, the highest rate in the NFL among running backs with at least 150 carries during that span. And it looks like it when he runs. Like if you watching these Browns games, they're entertaining because of him, Kareem Hunt, the offensive I mean, line. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean the, the the continuity is is really crazy and him as a Nick Chubb is a runner. Like, he is, like, physically imposing. Yeah, like, he's a dog. He, he gets all of the yards he wants. Um, and so it's exciting to see them be able to craft the system and then prioritize getting those running backs signed because they already got Kareem Hunt signed. They gave him an extension last year. And so they just keeping that oh, continuity he there. He did? Yeah, last yeah, year he last got one. Year. Oh, they're lit. So um, that's going to be nice. But right now, the highest-paid running backs in the NFL, we have Christian McCaffrey at the top with about $60 million per year. Zeke and Kamara tied at second with 15. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry uh, at 12.6 and 12.5. Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, 12.2 and 12. And then Melvin Gordon and Saquon Barkley rounding out the top 10 with 8 and then 7.8 million.
3: That's Saquon on his rookie deal?
1: Yep, Saquon on his rookie deal. Uh, Barring his injury, I mean, if if he can play this season and not get hurt, I mean, he could end up. You know, topping McCaffrey for the highest paid running back. Um, but how do you guys feel about, you know, the money allocation for these running backs? Like, I mean, I was just going to say, like, good for Nick Chubb because, um, the running backs today
4: we talk about all the time, like, they aren't as valued, um, as much as they used to be unless you provide, unless you bring a certain skill set, such as the ability to receive the ball, um, aside from Derrick Henry because he's just a different beast but i mean if if you're if you're a running back and you don't bring that skill set such as being able to run routes and catch out the backfield then you know you're not going to be seeing this type of money so the market for them is is i would say you know drastically different from other positions such as linemen and wide receivers and quarterbacks yeah. because they're so valued differently today um so I'm glad like guys like Aaron Jones and now Nick Chubb were able to you know get those extensions because you know these guys aren't seeing this type of money um the average running back isn't seeing this type of money and you look at their you know their the longevity of their careers um it's not that long so good for him I'm glad he's paid and you know he's
1: able to cash out Yeah, and teams definitely are are trying to take advantage of being able to have that rookie running back contract, keep them as long as possible. Um, If they got a fifth-year extension, definitely, you know, extending them, things like that. Uh, Because you don't want to allocate too much money at the running back position. You want to keep it fairly reasonable if you can. Uh, I think when you look at the guys on this list, you know, a couple guys who do make it a little difficult for the cap. I mean, Zeke is the first one that comes to mind. I remember when he got his new contract, uh, and he did a little bit of holding out. I mean, that's part of the reason the trickle-down effect happened with Dak and his contract and where the Cowboys roster is now. I mean, you're able to make some moves. You're not able to make other ones. Uh, and eventually, you know, your team's just kind of middle of the pack. But as a running back, you secure a bag like this. And, um, you know, I mean, you. Ha- I feel like you do have to be a little bit more selfish as an NFL running back than other positions when it comes to your money.
2: Well, you take the most hits. And take you, the most hits. You, you take. You, you do, play the least amount you, of years usually. You do everyone's job as as like a five ten like smaller guy. Like you got to pick up blocks. You got to yeah. go out for routes. You got to yeah. run the ball. You got to help your team that way. So, you know, I I I feel I feel like there's some way we have to compensate running backs because you know their window is so short. But those 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 years within those windows that they have are always something like nice that. Special. Nobody, yeah, nobody ever forgets. So like, I want to see like guys like Alvin Kamara making you know twenty million dollars a year as a running back. Like I don't yeah. know if we, I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if we will be there. But like, why is uh? I don't know. I I don't want to get into I don't want to get into personal feelings about like you know certain guys' paychecks and stuff. But yeah,
1: I, when I look at this list, <laughs> first the first thing that just pop out to me is Melvin Gordon don't need, need to be in this top ten come when on, it comes to highest paid. Come on, Melvin Gordon hasn't. He's not a top ten running back. So, I mean, it's just interesting. Um, the look, thing, no, um, are you hating? Is that hate? That's not hate. That's uh, that's facts. It's facts. <laughs> Damn, bro. And that's facts. Yeah,
4: I think also like with these contracts too. Like, given that said, like today's game, these contracts say a lot about the the teams and what they want to do. So, I mean, if these running backs are getting paid, these top guys getting paid the way they are, um, you know, and yeah. what the game, the way the game is, it says a lot about the teams and how they value them and what they want to do schematically. Um, because again the average running back isn't you know these guys aren't the market for them you know they're not seeing this
1: type of money so yeah definitely not average running back money like, right here
4: McCaffrey he's doing literally doing everything in the offense from running the ball and receiving um Kamara, Zeke like these are all you look at their like their schematically on for their teams like a lot of that offense is, is going through these guys but outside of that like all these teams today they want to you know, hoard like five running backs in the, <laughs> in the backfield and, you know, change the pace ordeal or, you know, whoever has the hot hand. Um, you know, the Texans have Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Phillip Lindsay and Rex Burkhead. Like they're obviously not going to see this type of money because yeah, they don't
3: know what to do. Yeah. You
4: know, <laughs> but that's an example right there. But,
3: yo, do you think you think uh, Nick Chubb would get this money elsewhere? Mm, I think we
1: get more.
2: You think so? I wanna say that, but
1: if Aaron Jones well, Aaron Jones got twelve uh, maybe not more. He might get around the same You know same. what I mean? Around the same thing.
3: He'll, I mean like I, think, I, I, think I mean I think he's better than Aaron Jones. Yeah, think too.
1: about it. Like I said, like
4: schematically what the what the Browns like to do. So now with Stefanski, since he's coming, like the game has been a lot easier for Baker Mayfield. So I think part of that is a reward. You know, it's also, like, for Chubb saying, like, all right, well, you're making it easy on our quarterback. So, and combined with the fact, like, this is what we like to do. Like, a lot of eye formation running the ball. Then the play action comes along. Like, I think, again, that's an example of what what that says about the organization. Um, And, like, with Stefanski. Because even Stefanski, like, he came from Minnesota. And, you know what I mean? Like, with Dalvin Cook, you know, the plays that they were calling, it made – you know, Kirk Cousins' job is easier, too. But, granted, they had Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. But if you look at the way they run the offense, it's very similar like or identical. It's exactly the same thing, um, you know, what Stefanski was running in Minnesota and what he's running now in um, Cleveland. And also, as a result, Baker Mayfield is coming off of, I believe, the best season of his career, 26 touchdowns and six interceptions, I believe. So,
3: yeah. I think he could probably get that money somewhere else too. Yeah, because I think like I just think about like as far as like the 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 carry share, the touches, like he would he would command that. Yeah. Like single handedly, and so they would they would pay him accordingly, even even if he isn't the best at pass catching. Like he's an exceptional. He's probably on this list. He's probably like top three like runner of the football. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely, (laughs) I I would agree. Like you know what I mean? Like
3: like somebody who who's who's an actual running back like. He is, let's say ten yeah. years ago, twelve years ago, like he's probably top three as in running as a football. But yeah,
1: definitely, I think he's a huge asset. So Obviously, they recognize it as well. Say if he was like,
4: if he if he was drafted by Kansas City, what do you think they do with with him? As far as like, because I'm sure this extension stems from him, him, like you said, him demanding, you know, what he he's
1: worth. So let's say I don't even think put, he demanded it though. I think they gave yeah. this to him because what? Because it's an extension. His contract's not even up. Yeah, like it's not like he was pressing them for money or anything. All yeah, right, this, well, is well, like, either, this is
3: like this like yo. You're a main piece in what we yeah, do. Well, We're either way, either down. way,
4: right? Let's see what Donovan said. He said if he was somewhere else, you know, he would probably get this elsewhere. Let's say if he was on the Chiefs, like how would they go about that? Just given how they run their offense, are they letting him go ultimately, or are they extending him? What do you think?
1: You mean? I mean, if. If, if he ran – you mean if he was if, there since his rookie deal? Yeah. I think
3: the offense looks different. The
1: offense different. would look different. Yeah, I don't think they would be the same. I mean, I think they would ha- already have had uh, – I think Andy Reid would have tried to use him more so the way he used LaShawn McCoy in Philly as opposed to the way they're using <laughs> they're Clyde no big, Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Yeah. I now. mean, Kansas City is probably not the best example either because that's just like a different – I just think – the way I think about it, I think coaches – know that the running is valuable and if you have somebody who's as consistent as chubb i mean you ain't got to put nothing crazy in to get him involved you iz oz pull a couple guards every now and then pull a tackle every you now you just and need then. to set him up in a position to
3: get even with a linebacker even with a safety in the in the box so he can make one quick move or yeah. he's gonna truck him like that's that's like nick chubb like in a in a nutshell like his that's legs exactly. never
1: stop moving yeah, so I I think it, they would probably prioritize it more than, than I think they would um you know with with other guys in that offense because he's a downhill runner like one cut like bang like type of guy and so <laughs> one cut and bang. <laughs> um, but Your mom would like that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. His contract. Um, shout out to him and his family. I mean, they get to. Reap the benefits of, you know, all the hard work they put in to get there. And, and maintain the NFL's best backfield in the near future, too. Absolutely. Um, and now looking at some of the training camp standouts, we did uh, hear a couple of QBs um, who have, you know, started pretty well, which, you know, we don't we know it doesn't say much early on, but Rashad's guy, Jameis, uh, has been getting some hype uh, early in camp. Um, on a day there was much heavier volume in the passing plays, he had a deep pass to Marquez Callaway. Um He had a good variety of throws, hit Alvin Kamara in the seven-on-seven seven work. And, you know, I think – I mean, it's good to hear that Jameis is still playing well in practice without Mike Thomas. Uh, I they, was just about to say, like, over time, like,
4: with that receiving core, are we really going to be able to sustain that? Oh, no. Without Michael Thomas? But in regards to just winning the job, I mean, he got to win the oh, job yeah. first
1: uh, before anything. I, w- you know.
4: I would like – michael thomas to be there for him <laughs>
1: yeah like <laughs> i just wonder if mike thomas won't be there because <laughs> i don't know <laughs> nah, I, I don't know that. i don't know i don't know nobody we were, knows. Just, we were just talking about that <laughs> over the weekend yeah yeah don't even get us back started down that rabbit hole um and then uh staffers getting a lot of attention in training camp a lot of the rams players have talked about um you know just how Great of a leader, he is. He has a great connection with a lot of teammates, Cooper Cub, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Um, and he's been a standout over there at uh, Los Angeles Rams training camp. Mac Jones and Cam Newton, QB battle in New England. Um, Now that's been uh, an interesting development. Now, Bill Belichick did come out today and say Cam Newton is one of our most consistent players. Mac Jones does have a long way to go, Uh, but Belichick explained further. He said, Cam's very consistent. What he is this year is what he was last year, and what he was in December is honestly pretty much what he was in August. So he brings it every day. He's ready to go, has good energy. He's very professional. He's one of our more consistent players from that standpoint. And about Mac Jones, he said, as you know Jim better than anybody, as good as anybody, it's a big jump from college to the pros. I don't care where you're from, who you are, what system you've been from, which one you're going to in the NFL. You have to know more coverages, more fronts more adjustments, et cetera, et cetera. Like any rookie, he's making a lot of progress. He's got a long way to go. He's working through it, and we'll just take it day by day. Yeah. Um, Like, for Cam, like,
4: last season can't be any any worse than – this season can't be any worse than what it was last season. So I think for him, passing-wise, there will be, like, some positive regression. As far as what the numbers will look like, because yeah. I don't even know. Like, they were like crazy. The touchdown interception ratio.
1: Yeah, yeah, single-digit like, touchdowns, double-digit picks. Yeah, they yeah. It,
2: more, so. yeah, more picks than touchdowns. Yeah, I think I think he rushed for like something like maybe like ten touchdowns, yeah. or eight touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think like, but it doesn't make up, it doesn't make up for the fact that you weren't able to like register a passing touchdown for like the first like
4: yeah and that's what i'm saying like and that's why i say like there will be some positive regression there because like again like naturally i don't think that's gonna (laughs) i don't think that's gonna happen like
2: yeah no no and and he he clearly has better talent around him he now has had an off season exactly there's so much more things that factor into it i was watching a video clip i I had somebody um like trash talking cam on newton uh cam newton on twitter because he saw he saw like a video of Cam throwing to like a wide open Nelson Aguilar and he was like oh like it's still underthrown and like right, bad ball right. and I'm like okay so like I spent a good like five <laughs> ten minutes like looking through like some looking through some like preseason like footage of Cam and he threw a dot to um to um Nelson Aguilar and team yeah, found it tagged the dude in it like yo here's your proof like give the guy a shot instead of just shooting him down after yeah, like. Watching one throw or watching one season where he doesn't even know the most complicated offense in the NFL. Fans yeah. are so
1: fickle, bro. One one day they with you, next day they hate you. And if Cam had a good year, I'm sure there'd be motherfuckers being like, "Oh yeah, I knew you could do it." And I'm like, man, I know damn well <laughs> yeah. you was one of the motherfuckers you, in the comments. You was yeah. counting
4: them out, bro. <laughs> like as far as um like the Pats too, I think they're in a win-win situation as far as like this quarterback um competition like it's a win-win for them in the sense that like i mean if any team is able to utilize like preparation and you know an off season and all that stuff like belichick and the pats are going to be able to do that like a full off season unlike what they didn't have last season so like another team you don't want to count out because of the system like and it's a win-win because you have also Mac Jones who's going to provide that push for Cam. And if Cam doesn't play well, then yeah. I think if there's any team that Mac Jones is going to go to and be successful, then it's going to be the the Patriots because I think that staff is going to put him in the best position to succeed. So yeah, I think for them, like, this offseason is a win-win um, in that respect. So, like, I mean – I think they'll finish, if we're jumping the gun here, I think they'll finish, like, second in the division. Um, Especially, like, and I think that's saying a lot because, like, you have, like, an ascending Miami team who I would assume that a lot of of people would pick them to be, you know, second in that division. But I I think, like, I thought about the other day, like, I would pick the Pats um, as number two in that division just because, like, the coaching staff alone and the preparation that, they have this offseason um, before one at that. So,
3: Yeah, I think I had Miami second before Xavier and Howard came out and said that he was trying to get traded out. Yeah, Because now that he's trying to get traded out, yeah, nah, it's, it's slow for them. Dang, imagine like the they Pat, still had Minka. Yeah, right.
4: Like the Pats, they they get very well, and I do see them splitting the series with like Buffalo, who's presumably be the, the favorite to win the division. Um, and i think like again i'm just speaking to like the the team um itself like the the system and you know the prestige that they have like as a as a coaching staff organization like they're they're all those guys are gonna be be put in the best position to to do well um i think that alone like over the years they have showed like you don't need like the best players to to succeed so
1: yeah, absolutely. And uh <laughs> 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 Oh yeah, but uh man, my Patriots will be all right, man. We we're gonna do the damn thing, man. We gonna take the division by storm, head to the AFC championship, whoop Pat Mahomes ass, and then whoop anybody who come out the NFC. Put $100 on a hundred dollars on it right now. Nah, I'm good. Well, I'm good. i I'm,
2: I'm, I'm good. We are. Nah, that's, that's uh, we are happen. a. Uh, <laughs> we are a friendly podcast. We don't do wagers <laughs> on this podcast. There, amongst, will be, <laughs> there will
3: be, there will be a zone talk podcast. I think. I think. You think we should do a little fantasy league?
2: No, nah, we can do that. that maybe would be maybe that. invite
3: a couple of listeners.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, get some fans. Maybe, of, you maybe you know? we can
2: get some fans in here. Oh, if you. We don't want no mock draft dudes though we don't want no dudes that's been doing mock drafts since february and they got them at their own crib like oh. we don't need none of them warriors like, yeah, I'm not we don't need son. no fan to hop in and whoop our ass at fantasy <laughs> start talking shit about zone talk <laughs> yo they, these motherfuckers don't know shit <laughs> you right. listen to them yeah. y'all listen to them about football
1: no that would be ridiculous i'll be damned <laughs> but with that said
3: free smoke
1: <laughs> absolutely man uh and last but not least uh some late news today uh we did hear quinn ewers uh he's a high school qb top high school qb in the country uh decided to forego his senior year of high school to enroll at ohio state university uh he's a five-star quarterback and he only had <sighs> one class left and he said fuck that give me my money easy that's i a, mean that's all i read um i'm I'm
2: an advocate for playing four years of high school football and playing with your boys and all that, but when the bag calls and you want it, go get the bag. I mean, there was a, a year of high school football for the number one quarterback in the nation about to go to Ohio State can only do one thing for you, and that is hurt you potentially by you getting hurt in the season. You're not gonna gain anything by playing that season. You're gonna gain memories with your boys, which is awesome. But in a time and age where your name and likeliness is worth something now, yeah, it's time you know, to We're gonna, we gonna start seeing a lot of these, a lot of these guys doing certain things like this. Like, you know, if you if you can make a hundred thousand by going to college early, you're gonna do that, or you're gonna play a high school season because you know you want to you want to go to school for three months. Or, and you know, I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. just
3: low key sad. <laughs> it is
2: it's, it's, it's like it's gonna make se- it's gonna make sad. being a senior like less important which is like crazy yeah,
3: like like these guys are growing up quick now they gotta grow up like od quick because before it was like all right well i'm doing this shit because like you know it's fun i love it etc cetera, etc cetera. now it's like now nah, i need this bag and i'm gonna make it work and yeah, all right. of that stuff so i mean it's not gonna I don't know. For for some guys that'll that'll go on and you know they're they're of that caliber and they'll become NFL players. It won't hurt like that. But like, for the, some of those guys that really aren't like that, and you're like, yo, I'm yeah. gonna just take that leap. It, that shit might hurt.
2: Yeah, and I mean, does Quinn Ewers need? Uh, does he need? You know, whatever and I, NLI, You know, right thing right now no i mean you know you you got time you got to play three at ohio state regardless So i don't know if this will count as a year and if you're trying to go to the nfl early but like you know certain things to look at like i know for some of us that senior year might have been, you know, one of the best years of your life playing yeah. football. Like, yeah, but ninety
1: percent of us ain't going to. Yeah, but we ain't, ain't got no, shit. It, after exactly, the we CD. don't. Yeah. It, a lot of people don't
2: have the opportunity to take it to the next level, especially at you know the highest level, playing for one of the top teams in the nation. Yeah. And now you can get paid for it, but you know what I mean? It, it's all individual by individual base. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna tear a kid apart or you know. Not. Nah or build him up because he was making a decision you know he's an 18 year old kid he hasn't he, you know he can make that decision for himself and we're gonna start having a lot more of these conversations just because it's a realization
1: now that you know this is just about to be the way shit is yeah it's just, it's just <laughs> what it is that's what that's it deep. is man that's
4: deep i was um it was funny because i was looking at his uh, <laughs> i was looking at the statement that he came out with um you know how guys they come out with um you know their statements mm-hmm. their notepad or whatever on the phone but um just basically like wishing everybody good luck and at the last part of it like one of the last paragraphs he was like you're my teammates now and forever go get that state championship it's like what you mean? Go get that? What that? you now, mean? Like, what you mean? Go get that state championship? Like, we ain't got you no more. So, like,
2: we just lost the number. <laughs> we, like, we just lost the number or, one quarterback in the nation, and like y'all odds just went down. Like, and you gotta tell me, yeah, go get that state. Word, like, go, 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 win state. You was the state. Go get, go get that state championship, boy. Understand?
1: The only reason we was what a you contender mean? is because. <laughs> They about to go defeated, yeah. in Texas
2: Texas high school football losing like your starting quarterback, yeah, who's nah. been playing for three years as a starter, yeah, nah. and the guy and behind is the best him, QB
1: in the country. Yeah, <laughs> the
4: guy behind him got to live up to the expectations. So that's oh, you know, you know he's sick.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> nah, he's, man. he's like
1: dog. I thought I was just going to be me. a backup to the man.
4: Nah, man. but on a serious note, like like y'all said, like that's deep. Like again. Like, that's the reality of it, and that may be what it is, like, in the future. Um, These guys making business decisions. Um, Senior year, again, like, that's critical for most kids, uh, the average high school student, um, student student-athlete, too. Um, But unfortunately, this may be the direction that, you know, things are headed um but he did what was best for him and that's really what it comes down to um but good luck to to him and his his high school um y'all not winning state
1: yeah not even close
2: not not in texas
1: no i hope you do but
2: five a now shout out to them though you know it's gonna be a tough year ahead of (laughs) y'all but you know
1: yeah, I'm pretty least.
2: sure if he's going to Ohio State, there's a couple guys on that team yeah, that got, yeah. some, got some things. I was going to say that, too. Like, they, so probably, they probably just like,
4: pro- like As an organization, like, he's, he could very well be a product. He yeah.
2: probably really put the school on. Like Who knows if that was a uh, perennial high school powerhouse Yeah, I was about to say. or not. He could very
4: well be a product of, of that. So they probably got somebody in there, but not him.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> definitely not him. Uh, but either way, good luck to the kid. I'll definitely be watching him in uh, the coming years of college football. If he gets on the field, then you know, hopefully he makes Ohio that dream State come true. stacking. Ohio
4: they mad They're top, stacking these dudes. Like we talked about earlier, they got like like twenty four seven sports. Like their site, Damn. they got like like
1: a lot of guys. They got three top thirty QBs, five stars on their roster as freshmen. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, no wonder he left early. They he trying to get a head start on these other motherfuckers. <laughs> they about
4: to have that um, what, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, and uh, Cordell. <laughs> Cardell Jones. Cardell
2: Jones <laughs> situation. Except it's CJ Stroud, Kyle McCord, and Quinn Ewers. Yeah, it don't hit the same, but they're going to ball same. with it regardless. Don't sound the same. They won, yeah. they won that. That's what Zeke was there they, that year? Yes, yeah. they did. They, won they stomped on Bama. Cardell got drafted off of like two <laughs> like playoff of and games hold on don't don't disrespect his 5 and 0 season <laughs> where, he, where he won big 10 championship true regular season championship uh-huh. then won a bowl game yep. then won the national championship yep. and then got drafted all off of four yo, it <laughs> yo it was crazy what yo it was crazy he was wilding like two, he was throwing for like 2 2 eight, 300 yo only Zeke rushing for 215 220 like yeah
4: only like in college football or any level other than the NFL, that you can do that at, like deploy three quarterbacks throughout the entire season and win if a national championship. Like that just, just sounds pick up, crazy. Pick up where the last even guy like off. when that happened, I'm just like, wait, what are y'all about to do? Like, how nah, are y'all nah, about to be? Like? I,
2: I really thought when it got down to QB number three, I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, I'm an Oregon fan, so I'm like, oh, this is in the bag. We about to, yeah. Play. They got a third string coming to play against us. So like, yeah, I. Yeah, Yeah, we got that work, too. Just like everybody else.
1: Just like everybody else, man. But that is all we got for you for the Zone Talk podcast today. Uh, Next week, we'll be back uh, reviewing the Hall of Fame game and talking about all the other news that will come out in the NFL this week. Uh, Feel free to like, subscribe, and tell a friend about the zone talk podcast at zone talk podcast on facebook Man, twitter a game
2: next week too my, <laughs> yo, bro, my, you oh, get, get, get yeah, yeah, you right. getting tired my yeah, g you, yo, you ran, my yo boy. subscribe follow no, do no. all
1: that like him we'll be
3: out hit
2: all three of them buttons the thumbs up the subscribe follow us on twitter follow us on ig we're about to start having this video popping for y'all very soon heard we don't know how soon but very soon <laughs> Um <laughs> And zone talk, zone talk, zone talk
1: Peace
0: I'm the type of make a move And don't nobody know You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show Girl, all I need is any with a little bit of dope so as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go Yeah, never mind them rookies, baby Come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind I'm yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spot's like I've been there before uh. I left my main hoe, now myself my main hoe Jigga change clothes, live exquisite, they know Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home Ain't got time for lame-os or any of you lame-os Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, still gonna live by the same code off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off ay. Quarter on the beat, I tell them go off I ain't never been the type to show off And I ain't never pressed, don't make me go off ay. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed They still my bike crib From north up to prospect Kill these niggas, bite me hard, I feel like ho They feel the nigga flex Too hard, they care about hoes, for real yeah. Top speed, O-D, low key on me, top speed, O-D, low key Shorty wanna get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her Twenty out of ten, every single time I rate her Probably got a hundred on the die, just like I'm a racer I'ma go top speed I'ma go top speed, yeah. I'ma go top speed Go top speed, yeah.